0: I think I shared with you when I was last here, how many of you were here this Sunday we were here? Okay, all right. Well, I was sharing that we'd just come back uh, this past year from a trip to Thailand, and we'd been ministering in a uh, Victory Bible College over there uh, with some just brilliant young students from all over Southeast Asia, as well as some from Canada, because it was a Canadian-run school. And while we were there, the Spirit of the Lord woke me up through a rooster next door. But, you know, those roosters crop up even in the Scripture from time to time. And um, I'm up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm thinking, why can't I go to sleep? I thought, I have serious jet lag here. But uh, the Spirit of the Lord began to speak to me, particularly from Psalm 71, And the word that stood out to me was kind of like a fresh commissioning for my life, uh, uh, especially at this time. For those of you, I don't think there's anybody in the room as old as I am. But nevertheless, um, you know, once you get up in years, you start to wonder, does God have any more use for you? And uh, the word he gave me was from Psalm 71, that Val and I were to proclaim uh, his might to another generation And his power to all who were to come. And we heard that as a reminder of what we did for many, many years and continued to do even after we were pastoring a church. And that was minister on this subject of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know what your church background is but before you came here to New Life. But for Val, it was, uh, she was Catholic up in French Canada, and I grew up a Methodist. Any, any former Methodist around or anybody that went through the Methodist church? I can tell you what we knew about the Holy Spirit. Zip. Nada. Nothing. It just really never came up as something you sort of said at the end of a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, which sounded even spookier to me, especially as a kid. I thought, wow, that's weird, weird religious stuff. But uh, when we were finally in the presence of some people who had not only a knowledge of the Holy Spirit, but an experience of, with the Holy Spirit, think about this, this is God we're talking about. With the Holy Spirit of God, I thought, I don't know what they got, but I want some of that. Because I saw that as just so liberating. I mean, it, they just seemed so free. They seemed so at ease and so natural about supernatural things. How many of you think supernatural stuff's cool? I do. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by it, that in this world where we're so scientific and everything so ABC and everybody's got an answer for everything, that there would be supernatural expression of the presence of God in our everyday lives. I thought, this is so cool. I want to know more about this. And as we began to press in, the Lord began to bring people across our path and Wow, it was an amazing thing. I think I shared with you about a a pastor the Lord sent to a church where Valerie and I had started attending, uh, mainly because we needed to try and save our marriage at the time. And uh, after about a year, they sent this new pastor to the church, and I, I just had never seen anybody like this guy. He just seemed so real, so authentic, so open about everything and just so full of God. I mean, I thought, wow, what's this? Because I thought if you were full of God, you had to be weird. You had to be spooky. You know, you had to scare people and little kids and animals and stuff. And and so, but here was somebody that just seemed supernaturally natural. And that's what we want to share with you tonight. Is you don't have to be weird. You don't have to be crazy. You know, what I've noticed is that the people who get weird with God were probably weird before, okay? I mean, it's just the way it goes. I mean, it's sort of, you know, they just get pushed over the edge a little bit further. But uh, it, it doesn't have to be that way. We, we can just be open to all the fullness of God. And How many of you would like to have everything God has for you? Anybody? I mean, come on, just be honest. If you want everything God has for you. So let, let me just qualify our audience here a little bit. How many of you are members of New Life Church? Okay, practically everybody. Uh, how many of you are born-again Christians? Okay, born of the Spirit. Okay, born-again Christians. You're not here on your mommy and daddy's coattails, okay? You know Jesus for yourself, okay? All right. Uh, How many of you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Look at this. Oh, well, this just a rendu- Oh, we'll have fun then tonight because uh, th- this will be great, okay? Oh, I can just see it now a whole army of nuts, I mean, radicals, going out from this house and just uh, infecting all of Jackson, Tennessee. Well, I am truly, truly. How many of you know your primary spiritual gift? Uh oh, what happened to all the hands? Come on, show- if you really know it, if I asked you to say it, How many of you would know? Okay, well that that gives us a direction to go then. And we're we're going to believe that before you leave here tonight, that's going to become a reality for you. So um, the scripture that I used when I was here last was uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 3. And I, I just have this one verse that I really want to home in on tonight. Now the Lord is the Spirit... And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. Praise God. There's liberty. See, I I believe this is how we really measure our growth in Christ. How much liberty do I have? Am I freer today than I was last week? Am I freer this year than I was last year? That should be the progression because Holy Spirit is at work To set us free. To give us ever greater liberty. It's like God's always stretching us a little bit more. Just about the time we get into our comfort zone and we think we got it all figured out. Something will pop up. And God will use that to open our hearts and our minds to the new thing that he wants to do in our lives. So, I may sound a little bit elementary and a little bit redundant on some things, but I want to make sure that we get this properly established in our hearts. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. Say the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Say liberty. Liberty, praise God. So, we could say it this way as well. The Lord is the Spirit, and the Spirit... Is the Lord? Okay, it's it's all all one and the same here. Okay, this isn't just any spirit, or some crazy spirit, or some demonic spirit. There there is a spirit of the Lord. Okay, the Lord is the spirit, and the spirit is the Lord. Not just any spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. Now, where is the Holy Spirit? Put your hand on your chest and you say right here, Holy Spirit, come on, say it with me. Holy Spirit lives in me. I'm a house of the Holy Spirit. Bible also says you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. This is where Holy Spirit, he's not floating in the he's not Casper the friendly ghost it's not not any forget all that stuff okay forget Ghostbusters and all that kind of thing that's all a bunch of nonsense Holy Spirit is the presence of God that we were crying out for in our singing tonight Holy Spirit is the presence of God living inside of how cool is that isn't that cool I don't have to go up on a mountain to find God I can sit down in my closet and shut the door in a dark closet and hold it and have my pr- private time with God right there. I mean, he's always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He abides with us. He doesn't just come for a visit. He's come for a dwelling place. He's come to habitation, as they often say. So the Holy Spirit is in us. He is in the hearts of all who believe. So say this with me. Holy Spirit is in me. Say it again. One more time. Because, see, every time we say that, it builds our faith in that. It reminds us Of who we are and who is living in us. Okay, Now, we are what is called Trinitarian Christians. Anybody know what a Trinitarian is? Someone who believes that God is made manifest as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a mystery. Hard to figure out. Can't do the math and figure this one out. It's kind of like one plus one plus one equals one. Okay? Because they are one. In fact, that's why Jesus prayed in John 17 that we would be one as he and the Father and Holy Spirit are all one. He wants us to be that one. But the only way that's going to ever happen, I mean, look around the room how different we are. How is that ever going to happen? By the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit does things in our lives that we can't do of our own accord. Not by our might, not by our strength, not by our smarts, not by our wisdom, or some other plan or purpose or whatever it may be. Holy Spirit does things that we can't do ourselves. Now, after the church was founded and began to mature a little bit, they wanted to develop a creed. So that everyone could be on the same page when it came to relating to God. And they came up with something that is today called the Apostles' Creed. And it says this, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his Son our Lord, who was conceived... By the Holy Spirit. Now I'm, I'm going to stop there. There's more, but notice that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all spoken of in the same statement here when talking about our relationship with God. What we believe, what makes us Christians, what makes us different on the earth. And it was there in the early church, and it's something we needed to be reminded of. We fully believe when we honor all three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who as you read your Bible, especially your New Testament, they are spoken of again and again and again. So this isn't just something where we're trying to proof text a verse or two. This is the revelation of the Scripture. And they work together as one. We know from the scriptures, the Father sent his Son to save us from the power of sin and death. And Jesus was conceived in Mary's womb by whom? Holy Spirit. Incidentally, Holy Spirit's not an it or the thing, the God thing. No, no. He's a person. That's what Trinity means. It's talking about three persons in one to the glory of God. When Jesus was having a discussion with a man named Nicodemus, who had come to him asking about how do you enter this kingdom of of God, Jesus told him what? You must be born again. And if you are a born-again Christian, you are born... Of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that caused that to happen. That with your faith and the mixing of the Word of God brought you out of one life into a new life. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But liberty and freedom from what? I mean, what, what, are we just free to do whatever we please? I mean, is it just uh, liberty from all things? What is it exactly? Well, I love. The, how many of you love the Bethel songs, Bethel music? You know those, right? Yeah. Uh, one of my, I think I may have brought this up at the last time I was with you, too. I'm no longer a slave to fear. What? I am a child of God. Sing it with me. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. That's what it's about, folks. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Nothing scares me anymore. I mean, with God, I can do anything. Now, you you may feel sometimes like a deer caught in the headlights, I remember the night that Valerie and I had been invited to host a television program in Canada that was on all across Canada. And uh, we arrived and realized there was no script. It was, as we used to say, fly by the seat of your pants. It was like, what? And we were about to go on the air for six hours. And I thought, six hours? For six straight nights. I thought, what are we going to talk about? And I remember we grabbed each other's hand and prayed and asked Holy Spirit, help. You know, he's called what? The helper. That's all we needed. Help. And immediately he spoke. Open your mouth in faith and I'll fill it. Six hours later, we shut up. Now, there were breaks and there were guests and one thing and another, but believe me, we were the ones that had to keep it going, okay? And as long as we opened our mouth in faith, God filled it. We'd never done that before. Whenever we'd done radio or television or things like that, we'd always had some kind of a script, something to go by. This idea of just go on the air and when the little red light comes on, you start talking. That was like, wow, way over the top. But see, that's what... The Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit will set you free. Things that you and I cannot do in our own strength, Holy Spirit sets us free to do. But of course it's like everything else. How do you please God? Faith. Without faith it's impossible To please God. So you have to learn to trust him and call on your name. So we're no longer a slave to fear. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of Satan's powerful grip into the awesome power of God. That we might receive the forgiveness of sin and an inheritance, say inheritance, among those Who are being sanctified by faith in Jesus' name. If you want to know who who do you think the sanctifier is. What does sanctified mean? Holy. What else? Set apart. In other words, we've got a purpose in life. There's a reason I'm here. It wasn't just good old mom and dad's idea. God had a plan. He had a purpose for my life. This is why I'm here. It's recognizing that. This is Holy Spirit. This is why His work is so important for us to understand. We are being sanctified by faith. We are being transformed. Remember what I shared when I was here before? From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We're being transformed into His glorious image that's what's going on in your life right now if you thought you you know i just don't know what's happening with me right now i don't know why i'm going to everything i'm going I'll tell you why you're going to it you're being transformed you're being changed and it's not something that we necessarily embrace very easily but we better get used to it because the one living inside of us is that's his mission is to change us Into the image of God. Listen to this scripture. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 11 to 14. In him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Everything folks. In order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And here's a good one for us. Verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. And having believed, you were marked. Say, I've been marked. Guess who the marker is? (laughs) Holy Spirit. That's the mark. It's not what church you go to or what denomination you're in or, or you know, all, all these or what religious works you do. That's not the mark of your salvation. What is the mark of your salvation? Well, it says right here in Ephesians. It says, you were marked in him with a seal. S-E-A-L. A seal. Now, I'm not talking about the one that... <laughs> What kind of a seal? Like, like you would see on a, a book, a stamp or something or a, a letter, a, some kind of a seal that they would put on there. That's what God has done. When you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation, God sealed you with the Holy Spirit. That's good news. Because if he sealed you, can't nobody snatch you out of his hand. Isn't that good to know? I'm sealed. I've got the good house. No, I've got the good heaven seal of approval here. (laughs) God's housekeeping, amen? We've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Listen to this, verse 14, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance Guaranteeing the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. This is God's guarantee that the will and purpose He predestined for your life will come to pass. I like that, don't you? I mean, you know, we we could just talk about, you know, expressions that you see of the Holy Spirit in certain people, but let's look to the Word because there's so much depth here that is often overlooked and people forget about it. They just associate the Holy Spirit with people acting out or something. And it's so much deeper than that. We are sealed. We are born of the Holy Spirit who is God's seal of redemption. Say we're born of the Spirit. Doesn't stop there. Here's the second thing. We are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Who sanctifies us to be holy as He is holy. Well, that's, that's impossible in our might, in our power, in our ability. The only way that can be done is by the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit cleansing us. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. The Holy Spirit cleanses us from every defilement of flesh and spirit. Oh, I remember when we were born again. In a moment, in the blink of an eye, we knew there was evidence of salvation. All of a sudden, I couldn't talk anymore. Because everything I'd said up until that point was usually riddled with cuss words. And not very nice things, you know, all all the time. Uh, At that moment when we were born again, uh, a cigarette, two packs of cigarettes a day habit, ended. At that moment, drinking ended. That was it. Delivered. Over. Over stuff i could not do on my own even though i knew i could i wasn't deaf i knew they said it was killing me but stuff i could not do in a moment just like that that's the awesome power of god we're to be filled with a holy spirit who cleanses us from every defilement of flesh and spirit now the thing was I wasn't talking ugly anymore, but I didn't know how to talk. That's all I knew how to say anything. If I couldn't cuss, I couldn't talk. <laughs> I couldn't argue. You know, I always loved to argue, and now that didn't seem appropriate anymore either. You know, I was a great arguer. What, what, you know, I was always looking to win an argument. I mean, I'd get in an argument with people and take a side that I didn't even believe and win the argument. I was really good at it, but I was a terrible person. But God, but the Holy Spirit, I mean, it's, it's just amazing what the Lord will do. So we know that we're to be born of the Spirit, but we're also to be filled with the Spirit. Hear this now. As we cultivate intimacy with God, cultivate intimacy with God. you got to spend time with Him. You're not, you can't be intimate with anybody you don't spend time with, right? Okay, but if we cultivate intimacy with God, all right, the abiding Holy Spirit will bear more and more of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Now, what's the fruit of the Spirit? What's the big one? (laughs) Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, self-control. Yeah don't forget that gentleness and patience thing and, and self-control. Okay, any of you ever have tr- uh, you ever have trouble with self-control? Well hey, the Holy Spirit, it, it, that's a gift. That, that's why we had trouble with it. We didn't have a gift, all right? Now we do. okay It's the fruit of the Spirit. So, we're born of the Spirit, we're to be filled with the Spirit, and as we continue to cultivate, how do you cultivate intimacy with God? Anybody? Talk to them? Pray? You know, did you ever think about prayer as a conversation? You know, but for most of us, our prayer life's a monologue. It's our laundry list of things, you know, or whatever we need next, or whatever we're hacked off about, and, and we d- don't Listen. Do you know that if you'll take time to listen, God will speak to you. It's quite remarkable. How else do you cultivate intimacy with God? Read the word. Yeah. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. What is his word? Spirit. and Life. And life. How else could I cultivate intimacy with God? Godly relationships, hanging out with the right people, developing friendships with people who also love the Lord, while at the same time recognizing that we all have a responsibility to reach out to people that don't know the Lord and are lost. What about just singing and worshiping and praising God? Isn't isn't that pretty intimate? You know, the if if you think about it, if someone was singing a love song to another person. That would be pretty, pretty intimate, wouldn't it? Freak most of us out. Somebody starts singing a love song to us. But isn't that what we're doing when we open our mouth and praise God? We're singing a love song to Jesus. And it's being orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. This is an awesome thing. Now, beyond this, being born of the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do great stuff god stuff god works <laughs> okay in jesus name what did jesus say to his disciples luke 24:49 behold <laughs> what does behold mean heads up <laughs> okay have a look at this behold <laughs> behold i send the promise of my father Upon you. So this is God's son saying, behold, I am sending the promise of my father who sent me. I'm sending that promise upon you. What's promise? Holy Spirit, there you go. Look, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued, imbued, (laughs) anointed with power from on high. That's what it was about. Being empowered. that This is referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit with gifts. Now, everybody doesn't necessarily get the same gift, okay? They're all different kinds of gifts. I mean, people all had the same gift. What, is the, what does it say in Corinthians about that? If everybody was an ear... We'd be a funny looking body, wouldn't we? Or, you know, if everybody was a toe, we'd be a strange looking body. We need different gifts. That's why we cultivate intimacy with God. See, it's not just God there, it's God in there, right? God in here. Cultivate intimacy, spiritual intimacy, with the people around you, your friends. I mean, this is taking BFF to a whole new level here. Okay, your friends cultivate intimacy with Holy Spirit in them, and you'll be able to identify how is God working in them. What kind of gift has He put in them? You know, it's just getting out of the natural plane and getting into the supernatural mindset. That there's something bigger going on here than just the physical or the material or the intellectual or the emotional. There's something so much bigger than this. And it's something that we all share. You all said you were born of the Spirit. If you're born of the Spirit, you have the Holy Spirit. There is an intimacy that you can have with one another that is deeper than you, can, you and I can even imagine. It's really quite amazing. And these are the gifts. There are all kinds of gifts. And 1 Corinthians 12 has, has a list of some of these gifts. There's, many of them are verbal gifts. A word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. Uh, prophecy. Tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Faith. Healing. Miracles. Did you know that one of those gifts is in you? At least one of those gifts is in you. It's why you're here. Because he fills us all in all. That's how, that's why Jesus said, wherever two or three thousand. No, no, that wasn't what he said. What did he say? Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there. In the midst of you. Ooh. Think about the power potential here. Think about the exponential presence of God. If we can just begin to. We're not supposed to know each other. According to outward appearance. We're supposed to know each other. Heart to heart. By the abiding Holy Spirit. There's treasure in you. You're not only a house for the Holy Spirit, you're a treasure chest. There's a gift in you that money cannot purchase, that no one can give you, only God, only God, and these wonderful gifts. So then, if we cry out, and I love the words of this song, what did it say? If you want it, Come and get it, (laughs) I like that, for crying out loud, because this love that he has given you was never in doubt. Let go of your heart, let go of your head, and feel it now. See, that's the thing, is getting past all the, well, they, they tell you this about almost everything. They told me this about golf. That when I took up golf, I thought, "Wow, this takes more faith than ministry." But anyway, but uh, that, that it's in your head. It's a hit. You got to get past your head first before you can really do it, and that's for sure true of the gifts of God. Doesn't that make sense, though? I mean, if we were so smart, we could figure all this out. Why would we need Holy Spirit? He knows we need the Holy Spirit. But how does the Holy Spirit come upon us? Well, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, there's a description of how the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. How did he come? Like a a dove. Now, what do you think of when you think of a dove kind of maybe flying around and then coming and resting on somebody's head or on their shoulder or whatever? What, What do you think of? Gentle, what else? Peaceful, because if you're being weird and flapping your, your wings, the bird's probably not going to land, is it, right? So, so, so that you know, the, obviously there was this, Jesus was cool with this. See, the Holy Spirit is not like a bald eagle. He's not a raptor. He's not coming to claw your eyes out and pour in the Holy Spirit there. That's not what it's about. May I further add, the Holy Spirit ain't a bird, okay? He's not a bird. It says, like a dove. Okay, that's not a bird, all right? So you can't put the Holy Spirit in a cage and, you know, get some eat. That's not what this is about, okay? It's just giving an illustration. This is how the Holy Spirit comes to most people, like a dove, particularly if you're alone with the Lord When the Holy Spirit comes, this is how he comes. So don't be afraid. Don't freak out over it. There's nothing to be afraid of, okay? But it goes further than that. The Holy Spirit is also like a fire. What happened on the day of Pentecost? Yeah, like tongues, like a fire, okay? How many of you know their heads really weren't on fire? Okay, that, that wasn't what was going on. But like a fire. The Holy Spirit is like a fire. It's the zeal of the Lord. It's the passion of God. Yes, there is that that gentleness and that peacefulness. But then there's also this passion thing. I mean, this is, this is really strong. It's like a fire, praise God, that cleanses and renews us. Holy Spirit is also like a mighty, rushing wind and on the day of Pentecost that's how he came but you know I would think that's what how he would come if you got 120 people in a room praying for this the promise of the father it's probably going to be like a rushing mighty wind isn't it but you know for you it may be more like a breeze what about when Jesus looked at his disciples and breathed on them was that a mighty rushing wind? Mean, you know, it was like that like in the mummy, you know. Where, <laughs> you, know you know, it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just this gentle, it was the breath, the breath of God. The Holy Spirit comes in different ways at different times depending on who you're with and what's going on and what God's seeking to accomplish there. So, you know, let's don't, let's don't get, get weird or frightened about that. Let's just thank the Lord for the indispensable Holy Spirit. Say indispensable. What does that mean? Somebody? I can't do without him, doesn't it? True, we don't want to, but we know that in Scripture you can quench the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is indispensable when it comes to our living a life that glorifies God. This is not optional equipment. This is what every believer, every believer is supposed to have. But I bet you know a lot of people that don't because they're still living in fear. They're still bound up. And that's a shame. That's why we need a generation, especially today, when so many people never even heard of the Holy Spirit, to rise up in this anointing. The Holy Spirit is our helper ever need a helper? (laughs) The Holy Spirit is our comforter. ever need the comfort of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is like a counselor. Believe me, he does a lot better job. Well, I won't go there. But anyway, (laughs) the Holy Spirit is our teacher to lead us into all the truth. The Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor. When we don't know what to pray, we can pray in the Spirit. And he'll pray according to the will of God. How cool is that? The Holy Spirit is our the seal of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit is God's presence who will never, ever leave us or forsake us. Now, practically everybody in here raised your hand and said you were baptized with the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, you're going to speak up. What are you saying? Honey? Oh, okay, I got you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, um, so what many of us need is to stir up the gift that's already in us, right? 2 uh, Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands, for God's not given us a spirit of fear, there it is again, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Isn't that cool? When the gift of God, Holy Spirit, is stirred up in us, it gives us love, a sound mind, and power. What an awesome, awesome presence that is. But how do you stir up the gift of God? Do you run around the room? You know, do you, do you make... Bird calls, uh, uh, you, you know. Do you yodel? Anybody know how to yodel? No, please. I didn't ask for that. I, don't, don't do that. But uh, that's disgusting. But uh, how do you stir up the gift of God? You know, it's interesting that word "stir up the gift of God" is talking about like kindling a fire. You know, when a fire starts to die down, what do you do? You might poke it, stoke it, poke it a little bit. You might put a little extra wood on the fire. You might, you might even blow on it, wouldn't you? Blow on it. That's how you stir up the gift of God. Well, how does that practically speaking work? Wow, I just start, some of these things I've been sharing that some of you have been taking notes on there, man, I just start speaking some of these things over myself reminding myself, oh, yes, this is who I am. I'm born of the Spirit. Lord, I want to be filled with your Spirit. I want to be baptized with your Spirit, which is not just being baptized in water, okay? That is certainly a sign, an an evidence that you're serious about your salvation. Do you know that in some countries that if you... You can do everything but get baptized with water and people leave you alone. But if you get baptized in water, they know you're serious. And families will disown their children. And all kinds of terrible things can happen. So, you know, this is what we need to understand. There is a difference here between water baptism in the sense of certainly there's a spiritual aspect to it. I'm not denying that at all. But I'm just saying there's something more here. We need to stir up the gift of God. So Val, why don't you come on up here. This is my dear wife Val. And she really has an anointing for stirring up the gift of God. For putting people in a position to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit.
1: You know, uh, in in the Gospel of John, in chapter 4, it talks about, how the Holy Spirit is like a well inside of our belly. So that's what happens at salvation. It's a well inside your belly. We said the Holy Spirit lives in here. And that well nourishes you. It feeds you. It cleanses you. It makes you holy. It gives you power. But we don't have the Holy Spirit just to have fun in church. Church. and and enjoy ourselves, the bottom line, God's bottom line, is the harvest. So then you read chapter 7 of John, and it talks about the Holy Spirit being a river inside of you. So most people are at the place where the Holy Spirit inside of them is just a well. What we need when we say being filled with the Holy Spirit, we want that river of life to just flow out of us to touch other people. And the evidence that we have that river or the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that we're bold. Some folks will speak in tongues. I spoke I spoke in tongues when I I finally said, Okay, God, I want that river. I'm not satisfied with just the well. The well's good for me, but I want to touch the lost. I want to minister to the people out there. I've got family members that don't know Jesus, and and I'm, I'm in fear. But then when that river comes in, when that baptism, when you're filled with the Spirit, it gives you boldness. You're not afraid. You can talk about Jesus to anybody, whether they're saved or not. You're not weird either. You're just bold, and that's what it does. And some speak in tongues, and some... Some folks with Holy Spirit can lay hands on the sick and they get healed. I mean, now I can't do that. But I can pray. And also it says with the gifts of the Spirit, you can discern stuff. I mean, you could be praying for people and feel stuff inside of you. That's Holy Spirit speaking to you and telling you. See, that's what it does. So I want to invite you tonight. If some of you are at the place where Holy Spirit is just a well inside of you and you want to experience the river of life just flowing out of you so that you can be a witness, that's what Jesus said. Uh, and And you could read all four Gospels and the book of Acts. It talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't do anything until that dove came on him and filled him with the Holy Ghost and empowered him. He had the, he had the well. I mean, he was Holy Spirit. I mean, he's God. But he needed the river to go about and doing the works on this earth. And that's what we all need. Don't you all need that? So if some of you feel like you've only got the well, but you want to be released tonight to be a river, I want you to get, come right up here right now.
0: Who wants to be freer?
1: Who wants to be freer? Come on. Come on up. Don't be don't be Come afraid. On. He's not going to be weird. We're mm-hmm. not weird. Mm-hmm. Have we ever been weird?
0: Mm-hmm. Think think about this. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Were little children afraid of Jesus? Are little children afraid of weird people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they 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 won't go near them, right? Were 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 people that were sinners afraid of Jesus? So if somehow your experience of Holy Spirit is so extreme that you can't be around sinners, something's wrong. You're doing it wrong, okay? I'm being facetious there, but anyway, you you got it wrong, okay? Some adjustment in our thinking and and our hearts need to be made. Uh, What about people that were sick and diseased and considered unclean by the Jews? Were they afraid of Jesus?
1: No. They'd come and touch even the hem of his garment and got healed. They wanted to be in his presence. He healed people left and right.
0: They were drawn to him. The Holy Spirit is God's magnet that draws the lost, that draws the sick, that draws the hurting, that draws people that are just flat out messed
1: And people will be drawn to you by the look, by the the, the inside Holy Spirit living inside of you manifests on your face. Mm-hmm. That's what we encountered. We met people that were filled, that had the river of life in them. Mm-hmm. We wanted what they have. So tonight we want you to just mm-hmm. get in that place. Mm-hmm. Just raise your hands.
0: Yeah. Just hands to your hands. Just start the praising
1: Lord. the Lord and get in your in a good mind. posture.
0: Just, a posture it, to just, receive. Just
1: concentrate mm-hmm. on him. Just look to him. Just raise your hands. Mm-hmm. Ask Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit to just fill you, to ask him. You want Mm -hmm. that river so you can truly be a witness, Mm -hmm. a witness. If you don't tell the lost, who is? Mm -hmm. Who is? We've got to do this. Mm -hmm. That's what God has commissioned us at the end of, uh, of Matthew 28. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Teach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We've got to do this. Mm. So let's just worship the Lord right now. Father, we love you. We, oh, we worship you,
0: Lord. We, we praise, praise you. you. We thank you. Bless Come on, bless the you. name of the Lord. We
1: love you. We Say Jesus,
0: I love you. Mm. Oh, I love
1: you. I love you, Jesus. Spirit, I love you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, Jesus. fill me tonight. Fill me.
0: Oh, fill me until I overflow, Lord God. Fill me, Lord. I I don't want just a little. I want everything I can have. Thank you, Lord. Everything I can have. Just fill us tonight, Holy Spirit. Come on, say those words.
1: If some of you pray in tongues, pray in tongues. When you say those words,
0: you're stirring up the gift within you. Say those words. Oh, Lord, fill us this night. May living water, may we be a fountain of life that others can drink from and be saved. And be healed and be restored. Oh, God, be revived. We just thank you, Lord, for that presence. Thank you, Lord, God. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We Holy open our Spirit. mouth in faith tonight. Yeah,
1: open our, our
0: mouths. Open your mouth. Mouth. Some of you will pray in tongues. But just because you don't pray doesn't mean you're not filled. Because there are lots of evidences. There's power. There's tongues. There's discerning of spirits out of your innermost oh, being, a river of, of living flow. water, oh, a that river, river that issues river. forth, river crashes flow. through barriers, flow, 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 flow. oh, drowns flow, our fears, flow, flow. oh, drown our fears flow, this flow. night in a deluge flow. of your love, oh, Lord Jesus, God. Jesus. Sometimes we, we tell people, you know, don't don't
1: speak in English. You know, whatever, what, whatever you feel wants to come out of your mouth, just say it. Because you're not praying with your mind. You're praying with your spirit. It's coming from the spirit man.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Good God. Thank you, Jesus. You're a good, good God. Thank you, Jesus. Good God. That you sent the promise thank of you, the
1: Jesus Father. Oh, just
0: receive. Be just shila. Receive. Oh, keep your thank mouth you, open Lord. keep talking bless, the, you, Lord. Lord. bless the Lord bless oh, the Lord O my soul and all praise that is within me oh, bless holy your holy name, name. Praise him. bless him. the Lord O oh, my soul praise yet not we bless all you. your benefits we bless you thank you O oh, Lord bless you for this seal yes. of the Holy Spirit O God. Thank you for this comforter who comes to us
1: sometimes the Lord will give you just a couple of
0: syllables go for it sometimes we don't know how to pray Holy Spirit prays through us in this new prayer language
1: and that's awesome that is so awesome and it empowers you and it strengthens you that's what Jude says in the Bible and and sometimes it's groaning so deep that you don't know what to pray Holy Spirit prays in you with words that you don't even understand but Holy Spirit is in agreement with God Thank God the Father, So let's pray. Spirit. Let's pray. Fill us this if you night. can pray in tongues, go Fill for it. Fill us
0: until we overflow Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. That's it. You got it. You got it. it. You got it.
1: You're a worshiper. Oh,
0: dear, you, got You've got mm. you, got you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it.
1: You got it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: Fill, Lord. Fill, Lord. It may start as a trickle, it'll become a stream, and before you know it, it will be like a river. A river. We're spirit-filled people. Let's not be ashamed Ooh, of a what Holy Spirit does in us and through us. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. They're They're well taught. Yes, Lord. Overcome by your presence. Lord, Holy Spirit, welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overwhelmed by your presence. Lord, I just thank you for the awareness by the Holy Spirit, not only of the gift of God in us, but the gift of God in these, our friends, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our fellow members of New Life Church. Oh, thank you, Lord God. And you know what? Mm. Holy
1: Spirit will help you with your lessons, your school, before Mm -hmm. you take a test. Because Holy Spirit wants fellowship with you. He wants partnership with you. And he wants intimacy. So when you're at school and you don't know or you don't understand, ask Holy Spirit to help you. Because, you know, wisdom is one of the gifts. Knowledge is another one. You You can ask Father, Holy Spirit, Son Mm -hmm. to empower you in that way. So you should all do well in school.
0: The Apostle said, desire earnestly the better gifts. Oh, wow. It's the desire of your heart. Make Holy Spirit the desire of your heart. Some of you stopped with tongues and never got any further than that. That's why there's so few hands up as to what are our primary gifts. Oh, desire more. Desire more, oh God, koriata. You know, we began to desire what we saw moving in other people. We weren't coveting what they had, but we were just so amazed. Oh God, amaze us again. Oh, amaze us again. You who are able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we may ask or think. Just amaze us again, oh Lord God. Jesus Lord Jesus tonight as Pastor Fred talked about the Holy Spirit being a seal upon our life as a deposit. Lord, we know that this night has been a deposit that you have placed in us, just the beginning of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God, I pray that for each and every one of us here tonight, that this night, this moment, will serve as a spoon that just has stirred up our spirit, it's stirred up our soul, it's awakened in us a fresh desire and passion for you and for your spirit and for you ultimately, God. We draw close to you tonight in your spirit. In the name of Jesus.